Welcome back to Teenage Survival Guide, your ultimate guide to relationships, trends, and the daily struggles of high school. I'm Julia Grenoble. I'm Maddie Smith. I'm Lauren Cribs. I'm Caroline Gloss. And I'm Mallory Gillespie. And today's episode will be a Q&A. So yesterday we asked a bunch of questions on our Instagram, and we'll be picking them out of a hat to answer them. So who wants to pick first? Um, our first question is, what is your definition of cheating? Or, like, what do you oh personally, <laughs> <laughs> what do you constitute as cheating? <laughs> Mallory's stepping in. I can, I'll take, I'll take the reins on this one. I think that, well, in my opinion, I think that emotional cheating, I know, like, we were talking about this the other day, emotional cheating is, like, worse than, like, the actual, like, physical act of cheating. So if you're, like, emotionally, like, abusing someone I think that's like way worse than like the physical obviously physical is still bad I think anything that you're doing with another person yeah. is cheating agree. with it depends yeah. on the intentions like yeah. with intentions of trying to like do something to hurt the other person mm -hmm. that's cheating I feel like at that point just break up with them like if yeah. you're just gonna yeah. cheat on them they're gonna find out and it's not worth it and but anyway back to the question definition of cheating I say it's anything where like flirting with anyone else or even how it could be seen like that it's just not worth it and it's like unnecessary so that's why i'd say is cheating i agree um i personally feel like first of all if you're like asking yourself like is this cheating or am i upset about this like it probably should not be happening yeah. like yeah. it doesn't matter if it's like defined cheating yeah. like if it hurts you emotionally then like that's not like productive to your relationship i guess yeah especially if a guy's like no that's not cheating cheating's only like kissing like they're getting defensive and they like yeah. obviously don't respect you yeah. so i also think back to caroline's point if you have to like question it it probably is yeah. so if you're like oh i don't know if it's cheating or not, like it is i think any like disloyalty to your partner's cheating yeah i agree with all of this i think that cheating is um any emotional like if you're if a guy is talking to a girl as like say a, a friendly way that's not cheating like if they're genuinely a friend but I think that there's definitely a line that can be crossed and when it is crossed it like it's mm -hmm. obvious yeah. definitely. and there's no going back it's right. like once you're done you're done right. all right should we go on the next question mm -hmm. yeah how to get out of the talking stage <laughs> so I guess this is like if you've been talking for a while and you don't know how to like move it on to dating um personally i think it's all about having a conversation with them and being really open and honest about like where you're at and where they're at like if you both are interested in being in a relationship then great have that conversation and like make it official if you need to or if you want to yeah um but if you just want to be talking like that's fine there's no pressure to do either of those things but i think like the most important thing about both is just having really open communication about it because you don't want to mislead yeah either yeah. party in and any then you way. just kind of wasted a lot of time when you could have had a conversation talked about what each of you want yeah. in my opinion or like in my like situation i feel like i'm always in a talking stage because I like am too scared to move on to dating so <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a common thing in high school and a lot of conversations would like prevent the like fights that come from that and I think you shouldn't force out of a talking stage either I think a lot of people go try to go too fast and that causes like problems in relationships also like don't guilt somebody if you're talking into a relationship because you feel that you need this this and this like it's two people it needs to be like mutualistic 
Yeah. But also, if you, like, want a relationship and it's been a talking stage for, like, say, I don't know, a year or two and you, like, actually oh, yeah. never define things, um. I, you definitely need to, like, I would say... Have a real conversation real, about Like, a it, real yeah. serious conversation. Mm-hmm, and yeah. if it's not what you want and you don't think that they're ever... Like, if you're literally actually looking for a more um, serious thing and the other person doesn't want that, then that's probably not the person for you at that time. Yeah. I also think that, like kind of what Lauren was saying like if you if you want to be like committing to a certain person and you're like not like able to be doing that or like you're not able to have the conversation about doing that like just like say your goodbyes because then you're not really getting what like you want yeah don't put someone else through something negative because you don't know what you want I strongly believe in if they wanted to they would so moving on to our next question what do I do if I suspect my man is cheating on me? Oh my! Break up with him? Oh, wow. We <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, he probably is. Like we said before, like if you even like can suspect that something's wrong, I would say like there's obviously something wrong. And I don't know. I feel like a conversation is needed if you feel like that. And if you still feel like uneasy after that conversation and you still have that, then maybe this isn't the guy for you. Um, I personally feel like. In most cases, like, when there's smoke, there's fire. Like, if you're hearing it from, like, multiple sources, you're personally experiencing something fishy, like, you probably shouldn't, like, you don't trust that person. So it's not going to work. But on the flip side of that, like, people can be, like, kind of wrongfully accused of things. So you really just, like, need to use your judgment on that. But if you genuinely think that he is cheating on you, then... Yeah. yeah, I would say like you know what's that saying like don't let a man tell you twice he doesn't want you like yeah I guess I'm like I don't know I think everyone deserves a second Pull chance but at the same time like anything can happen like you said like people can be wrongfully accused but if you're constantly feeling mm-hmm. like this or like more than once then it's just not worth it or if it's a repeated offense yeah, yeah. and once that trust is broken anyway you're yeah. not gonna 100 percent yeah. I also think it says a lot about the way that they react. To mm-hmm. when you're and, and there's obviously a certain way to go about it like if you're on the side where you suspect your partner is cheating on you like you can't just go like psycho crazy on them like you have to like chill out and like have an actual conversation about it because there's there also is a chance like I'm the kind of person who like believes in like the best of mm-hmm. people so like there's also a chance that they didn't but like you have to have that in the back of your mind that they might have mm-hmm. and I think the way they, they react is going to be like very telling yeah Yeah. like don't allow yourself to be played but also like give them the benefit of the doubt like if you've been dating this person for like a long time like give them the benefit of the doubt but if you've just been like talking then I guess that's a little bit different yeah and I also feel like if they react in a way that's very defensive they probably treated and if they did not and they're like sit down and they're like talking you through the situation and even if like I don't I just you just need to be pay attention. pay attention to how the conversation goes when you do have a conversation. Yeah, I would also just have a conversation with them and not like talk to other people or like try to like spy on their phone or do other stuff. Like that's not going to get you anywhere, and it's it's just going to cause more problems. So just an honest conversation. Should we go on to the next question? Madison? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll do. It. How did you guys know which college is right for you? For those that have decided. Well, oh my, yeah. <laughs> no, I like it though. Yeah. I can go ahead and start. So I had no idea until probably like two weeks ago. I thought I was going to play sports in college, but just because of like mental stuff and then injuries, it turned out just not to be for me. And I think visiting and like getting to experience like 
the campus and like meeting some students and like hearing stories really helped me make like a true decision to myself and I think that's going to be the best option for me in my future of what I pick so mm -hmm. yeah um same for me I feel like I've had a lot of ups and downs with what college I was choosing and I mean I'm still not 100% positive but um, I know that there has been many things like I, I had originally wanted to go to Alabama and then I changed my mind and then I was so set on going to a New York school but you have to like pay attention to things like an $80,000 school a year is probably not exactly ideal for like especially when I want to go to law school so you have to like think of all the scenarios and um, when my dad actually passed away he always wanted me to go to Kansas so I feel like that was a major um, thing in my decision process and it also is close to home and I just feel like things like that are um, really important and things to pay attention to. It just yeah. feels right too. Like, yeah. yeah. But I also think it's like extremely important to like not judge other people's processes to like kind of keep your college decision like a little bit to yourself. Like obviously you can share, but like outside, you don't want to allow your outsider's yeah. judgment to like impact your final decision on where you're going to spend the next four years of your yeah. life. It's a big yeah. decision. Yeah. But I had like a unique situation because I was like being recruited to play lacrosse. But like when I went down to visit Mercer, I like I just like fell in love. Like it was a good size for me. It was warm weather. Um, and I honestly feel like personally, I was like, I need to stop overthinking. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you want to like assess all your yeah. options. But like I was like, it checks all my boxes. Like I need to make a decision, you know. Yeah. So that's just kind of how it went for me. Um, kind of building upon what Caroline was saying earlier, like. I, I personally am going to Penn State, um, and I think that, like, I kept it to myself a lot. Like, my, like, best friends, like, barely knew. Like, I just, like, told them when I decided, and I didn't, like, go through, like, the whole decision process with them because a lot of people, I feel like, look down upon Penn State, especially when you're coming to Hershey. They're like, oh, like, it's, like, basic and everything. But, like, I've kind of been, like, a Penn State girl since I was little. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom graduated from there, and, like, it's good for my major, so... Mm -hmm. I don't really think it matters about like what other people like have to say about where you're going like as long as it's right for you and you feel good like I think whatever is like truly right for you yeah um for me I this year I've been like really freaking out about college because I visited like throughout the years I've visited probably like 20 30 schools in Pennsylvania or around it and I literally just hated every single one of them and I was freaking out and I was like I'm just not gonna find a college that I like um, but then, like, I started expanding my options and started looking at schools further away. And it sounds, like, really cliche, but once you step onto the campus that, that is your future school, like, it will, something will click and it will yeah. feel right. And the day I visited the school I'm probably going to, like, I just immediately knew. And I always, like, didn't believe people when they said that, but, yeah. like... When you step onto the campus, you really do actually yeah. feel it. So mm -hmm. I would say definitely a good thing to do when um, college decision time is limit your list down and then go and visit every single one of your colleges because yeah. you'll know yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. decision you have to make by yourself and mm -hmm. I think that especially in Hershey there's so many opinions about college and then from your parents and siblings mm -hmm. and stuff like that but like you just need to sit down with yourself and be like what do I want and where do I want to go and then yeah, yeah. all right so next question what's the worst part about high school or best part so um, why don't we I each guess. say like a best part and each say a worst part okay do you want to just go around a circle yeah um best part the only thing i can think of right now is like 
the football games. I feel like that's just been a highlight in high school. And I guess it's just like a lot more freedom. I would agree with that. Like school spirit. Because like everyone, that's like one time when everyone just agrees. And we're Mm -hmm. all in like union with each other. That's a good question. I don't really go to those events. So I would say the best part of high school is kind of being able to be your like own person. You're like finally becoming independent independent and you're like kind of getting into the swing of things like by yourself and i feel like that's kind of the best thing because you're finding yourself um personally for me like the best part of my high school experience was like being a part of a team and like the extracurricular aspect of it um that just like was definitely the best part for me no and then i think that this kind of goes with like both of them um, like the best and the worst parts like I think it's bittersweet especially as seniors that we're all kind of like doing all of our like last stuff like last first day of school last game played and I don't know it as sad as it is it's honestly like so fulfilling of like the impact that you've made on like just like at the school so yeah, yeah that's kind of been my favorite part it's just finishing up Eva there are a lot of positives but uh, one of the negative things is that I feel like Hershey especially puts on a lot more academic pressure than a lot of schools in our area. So I think it's very easy to become overwhelmed. I and like really if you need help, it's it's ve- like help is very easy to get and teachers are very supportive with that, but there's also like the judgment zone like oh you're in this class, you didn't score this on your test, like on like all of that. So Yeah, I think overall, like, just to keep the perspective that, like, this is such a small part of your life, like, these four years that you spend in high school, like, it's going to be great and it's going to suck sometimes, but, like, just that, you know, you have a lot more, like, to look forward to. Like, if you're struggling at some points, that, like, there will be good times, too, and that there will be an after high school. Like, it's not the end-all be-all of life. Next question. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so our last question is, can you reverse an ick? This is so interesting to me. Uh, No. Okay, Caroline. I personally feel like it has more to do with the duration of, like, the relationship that you've been in. Like, if... If some if if you've been dating someone for like two years and they like give you a quick ick like you're just like ew, and you get over it. But like if you just started talking to this person, and they give you yeah. an ick, it's like no, it's done. <laughs> I would say like icks aren't deal breakers. Like I would say more red flags are deal breakers. But I don't think an ick would like yeah. cost you your relationship. What do you think, Ava? Um, I think I agree completely with Caroline. But I think that. Um, it completely can be reversed and honestly if my boyfriend does something that I think is weird I'll be like that's weird yeah I think also you need to be like self-aware because like you have your own ex too even if you don't know it mm-hmm. and like if you're taught like don't be a hypocrite like don't <laughs> criticize something that ever like something that everyone does that you just like find like weird in that moment and like I feel we like did on the last episode yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> if you like really care about someone I feel like it should be able to brush off but like you should pay attention to like if you're looking for icks or if you just keep seeing things maybe that's just another part of like yeah. faults in your like maybe you're being overcritical or just like myself personally like I'll look for icks or things I don't like to prevent myself from like committing mm-hmm. to somebody yeah you know so just like be self-aware and stuff like that I think that's it's very uh, dependent on the situation and what yeah. the ick is. Yeah, exactly. And who the person is like that if is they have, doing yeah. the if ick. If they have bad hygiene, like, that's not Absolutely real. No. Like, that's, that's unreversible. Yeah. That's you more of, like, a red that. flag. Like, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like red flags are right. like definitely Can't take deal breakers. And Can't then take me. icks are like annoying things like you cringe at, but it wouldn't like cost Mr. like struggle. make me break up. Right. With you. So like if, even struggle. if like like we're saying, sometimes an ick is not reversible. It does not mean it is a deal breaker. It does not exactly. mean relationship over. They just might cringe a little at you every Plus, now and again. Yeah. You might get more comfortable with things you think are icks. Yeah. And some people are just a little bit more awkward than others. Like, yeah, I'm right. a little, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit awkward. She but uses like, a laughy emoji. Every <laughs> <day>. <laughs> it's the sideways yeah, one, too, does. guys. You can't be doing it's the so sideways true. one. It's so like, not because you guys I'm like, sorry. Okay, I'll stop. I think that icks are reversible. Red flags are not. Yes. Like, right. Like, like, you can't get, you can't necessarily reverse an ick unless you fix it yeah, yeah. I but also think that do you know what it, this is a weird no, question yeah, there's some there's so many depths I think that the question to it was like can you come back from an ick like it's yes, oh, okay you can bounce yes. back i think sure. you definitely don't can. do it again i think that also as you get like more comfortable with the person you get less awkward and less icky. yeah agree exactly agree. Like getting comfy. Like, you know what i mean agreed like, once you, you like get like less. yeah you definitely like stop getting like <laughs> okay, so that's all we have for you guys today for our Q&A. And look out for our mental health long-form podcast that will be coming soon. It'll be a multiple-part series. And next episode, we can do a, another Q&A, a part two, if you guys like this. So go follow our Instagram at Teenage Survival Guide Podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye! Bye. Bye.